Welcome to Unbelievably Awkward with your hosts, Nikki and Ellie, where we air it all out. Today we're going to talk about the idea behind the, the podcast. What the title suggests, Unbelievably Awkward, we're talking about conversations or topics that seems to be awkward in whether community, the household, um, whatever your space may be, whatever is considered um, a taboo. We see where there are a lot of things that should be brought to the open to have a conversation. They tend to be pushed under the rug in a lot of households. A strange family relationship. Like for us, we can talk about us. We we are cousins. And we've never met officially, though we may have crossed paths many times. Um, and that has a lot to do with the way our family is structured. There's a lot of... Uh, Contention, rivalry, jealousy, hidden secrets. Well, basically just division. Right, you can use the word division. That the younger or our generation were never made aware of that affects us. What we hope to achieve from this podcast is a sense of uh, healing from situations that creates a lot of secrecy where there's conversation happening around it, but not to the individual that is involved. Right, so not direct. Yeah, correct. So not direct. There's no confrontation that creates conversation for evaluation and, you know, goes to a standard or a structure where there's room for redemption or rehabilitation. Also, creating a space of truth. Awareness too, healing, truth, and awareness. And I think when you create a space, you can openly talk about those things that they're afraid to talk about. Um, there is a creation of safe space. But in addition to it being safe, um, I think that people can also learn how to not just heal, but also move on. Yeah, that's right. And develop uh, this narrative as how to prevent these things from happening. Depending on the topic, we have to make sure that we are clear in asking questions. You know, are these awkward situations acceptable? If yes or if no, because that is subjective. Again, it depends on culture. How do we go around de-shaming them? Because with a lot of these situations, there's a lot of shame, which again, can lead to the secrecy. Yeah, secrecy is a big one. And we will explore why it is, like why is nothing brought to the forefront in major relationships? What environment is society on a whole, the community creating to begin with? Because that is what streamlines it all. It's awkward, so no one wants to discuss it. Something that may be awkward to talk about in our culture would be teenage pregnancy. The age of consent is 16 in Jamaica. So while that may be an, an issue in America or maybe Canada where LMI is from, it is, it is accepted, it's legal in Jamaica. Other topics can include finances, more so female role in the household. Who is responsible for paying most Ooh, the bills? <laughs> or is it a 50-50% approach? The church. <laughs> We're gonna go there? Yeah, we are, the church. For me personally, I do have certain prejudice where I feel like, I feel like in a lot of situations, depending on the situation, some 
you know, church may shun people away from wanting to attend. So we can't talk about um, some topics surrounding the church. Marriage. Living together in an unmarried home. Men who are marrying to women just to cover up their homosexuality. I mean, it goes both ways. We're not going to, you know, women also who are <laughs> hiding their true identity, sexual identity, I should say. Mm-hmm. Relationships on a whole. And definitely the friends with benefits. Friends with benefits. With <laughs> benefits. Definitely. How much should a family, especially parents, be involved in their married children's life? Or should they even be? Especially with the mama's boys. Yeah, that's that's a good one, one too. And man, I can't wait for the topic when we talk about boopsing. It's a Jamaican term. We need us Jamaicans when you boops out these men, right? That's sugar daddy in a sense. Yeah, but I think that with but sugar then daddy, this though, is, actually, yeah. it's not sugar, hidden. You know what your role sugar is. Sugar daddy knows what he's going in for, yeah. yeah. Boopsing yeah. has more of a deceptive component to it. But do you know, do you know that men also boops out women? They do, but I, before we get into it, we have to let our audience know what we mean <laughs> when we say boops. Boops is basically a woman who... Or a man. Or a man who is gold digging, basically. Right. a party who they're not really uh, intrigued about or want to have a relationship per se. Their motive is to use them to get what they want and right. that's it. So using them. It doesn't have to be sexual. They use their charm. They use their attraction, whatever it is, to get what they want. The whole goal is to get the man interested or the woman interested in them, but not really going the full haul. I know it's very controversial because in our culture, it seems to be something that you should do, right? It's the thing. It's the thing. But in other culture, it's not. It's not acceptable. It's not right. And then you have the whole, what may happen as a result, you know, when people feel deceived, you see that. And this is why there are a lot of persons who are being killed and no one know what the reason is. Well, sometimes this is one of the reasons. They have been boopsing out multiple persons, burning their candles at not even just both ends. I don't know where they find other ends from, but they're burning their candles, like lighting the flames. And so it catches up on them. Right, and it can be, and you don't even have to be single to be a boopster. You can be oh. in a relationship with someone that you actually like and still be boosting other people on the side. <laughs> Majority of the time, this is the case. Majority of the time, this is the case. Being in a relationship and boopsing. Mm-hmm. Because boopsing is the job. Right. That's true. That's true. And the partners may no. Have you ever booped anyone? Who, me? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know yeah. if I can use the word books, but I mean, I, yeah, I guess you could call it that. I could use the word books. I remember uh, No, no, you didn't books because they, you, the, the, whatever it is that, whatever it is, they know what is, what they're up against. So that's not a book. Right. But they, I guess they had intentions. You're right. It's not like I didn't go and I wasn't saying, well, I'm going to be your girl and you're going to have all these things in return. I didn't do that at all. But, um, I collected, I accepted knowing that hey, you know what the deal is. It's never going to be a and I type of thing, but I still accepted it if you're giving it to me. Boopsing in the church. <laughs> the men who the church. Listen, listen. Oh, Lord. I, yes, we definitely need to have guests in this. Gigolos or prostitution in the church would be a better way of phrasing it, but definitely if the deception is removed, it's no longer 
love sing. And now, since we even talk about prostitution, people have different definitions of prostitution, right? Because for most of them, they see it as their, it's a her earning, right? Mm -hmm. And there's even a protection act for them. A prostitution? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that you're they have a uh, yeah, they have a protection act. Oh wow, they I have, didn't know that. So it's become a thing. They they have like their whole sheltering for them. But where so, is that though? Is that even like... in Jamaica? Even in Jamaica, yes. it was the radio station that I used to be on, right? Mm -hmm. They had a talk show regarding that, regarding prostitution, and they started to speak about it about uh, down in New Kingston as well. So and they were speaking about then. yeah, it is legalized. Okay, I don't think it's legalized in, in America because I'm just pulling up an article. Where they're saying that there there are talks about decriminalizing um, prostitution, so they haven't really gotten there yet. Where it's um, so in Jamaica they do, act. and they make sure that they have their protection, condoms, regular checkup, and all of that. It's a thing. Oh, I believe you. I'm not surprised that it would be a thing in Jamaica. I mean, we're, it's a our big thing. consent is 16. So. I still cannot get over that. Like 16 year olds can't even, and this is my opinion. They're not even, they haven't even started learning who they are fully identity wise, mm -hmm. let alone take on a responsibility that might bring them into greater responsibility, greater responsibility you know? So okay. I don't know what the government is thinking, but yeah, it's yeah. done. Making it easier for themselves to have access to these 16 year old girls. And also to not okay. carry legal actions towards those big men, because those big men, the majority of them are doing this. They're the big shots and they have money. They have some form of stance in society. Whether yeah. it's notoriously or uh, a positive fame, mm -hmm. they still have a stance. Right, well, that's our beautiful island. I think other topics can be homosexuality in the church. Swinging, we're definitely gonna talk about swinging. Open relationships. Right? It's swinging open relationship. I don't know how to differentiate the two. It's open in a sense. It, it just, it's inviting other people into your married bed. So yes, it's open in a sense. What is swing? Um, what is swing? Is swinging more sexual preference type? When I hear swing, you know when you swing, you're going from one side to the other. Not, not swing, like, I'm no, thinking, okay. Maybe swingers don't care. I think swingers do uh, both. I think swingers also swing as the side to side, the side to side that I'm speaking about too. Yeah, I don't think there's any rules as to what you allow in. It's just the fact that it's not a closed marriage. That's the who I should say and not what, who you allow in, but more so that the marriage is open. But speaking about what, there's beastology. That's a thing? Nikki. <laughs> Nikki. There was someone from my old church. He loves horses. Mm -hmm. Horses is what he goes with. Horses. Nikki. So wait a minute. Nikki. We're not talking about a rumor. but we're talking about something that has been confirmed by the actual person to say yes. well, I have a relationship with horses. Yes. He got an STD. He got AIDS. And from, then he realized all what? of that. That's from when, that's when, I don't know from when, because he was going with man, woman, horse, everything. And okay. then he realized what it was. So he went to Jamaica. He got a whole lot of women and men infected. Mm, okay. And then outed himself and killed himself. Oh, wow. And that's when he exposed that he was with horse. I mean, yeah. it may be a thing, but I, I don't actually know of any real or close cases. That was my first knowing of that. My first. And it was like, so like, oh, just the thought of it. 
course. I'm just finding out now that it's a thing, you know? I thought it was one of those fairy tale things. We'll be surprised how big a thing it is, actually, especially in the United States. The United States people love to explore, you know, the United States. Oh gosh, don't, don't, don't start saying that now. <laughs> I think people on a whole, regardless of where you're from, like to explore. And it's just that it's more, it's more not acceptable, but with the freedom more to freedom. do what you want to do, it's more out as opposed to this taboo or restriction where it's hidden. So no one can say that it's happening more in a certain society as opposed to another when there are restrictions and also allowances. You see what I'm saying? Because those factors kind of play into whether how, how I'm going to show it or I'm going to hide it. Right. Yeah. I don't know, I think growing up in Jamaica where we're heavily church-minded or a lot of our teachings are based on fears. I, I myself was close-minded. Um, so a lot of things I was very uncomfortable talking about. Like I, I mean, in high school, talking about sex in high school was, oh no, we I can't talk about that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the type of mother I had. It's, yeah, I'm sure there were girls who were not just talking about it, but also doing their thing. But again, because it was awkward in my household, I wouldn't dare like have that conversation. My mom never had that conversation with me. She never mm -hmm. taught me about the birds and the bees. That's what they say they are. She never taught me about any of those things because she was uncomfortable. And I'm yeah. saying she was uncomfortable because it never came up. And maybe her parents or her mom never talked to her about that either. Do they still teach puberty in school? I think they do because it, it was taught in in school. If I went to Alpha, it was taught. It was taught. Yeah, in my it school. was taught. I, I, we were taught from primary school. Actually, I don't think I, I don't remember. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. They taught us in primary, primary school, school where they separated the boys and the girls, and it was taught. But then I'm saying, is that what parents are leaving it up to for the school to teach their children? Based on culture, yes. Because really, you remember it in primary school. I don't. Because I remember an instance where a close friend of mine right now, I know we were taught about like the human anatomy, the body, the changes. And the reason why I think we weren't thought about it, taught about it was because um, a close friend of mine in, I think we were in fifth grade when she started her menses. And I guess the rumor got out and she was scorned, she was looked down on. It's So if it was something that was really taught to us, it wouldn't have been such a big deal. Like no one wants to talk to her because she has cooties. You know but what I mean? It was taught and even at Holy Childhood, it was the same thing. Oh. At high school, in high school, it was the same thing where hush hush and no one, and, it, and Holy Child is a all girls school. So. Go figure. Well, maybe it's not just the home that makes it awkward. Maybe the school also makes it awkward. The school makes it awkward. Well, if, if the home makes it awkward and the home is part of the whole, is going to make, build up the community. And then you and yourself like participate to the awkward. So everyone is like, hmm, let's stay silent. And it I becomes the norm. Perhaps, perhaps. But even with, like I said, with my mom, I, I'm not, I don't think her mom had an opportunity to talk to her about certain things. And was it, can I say that it was awkward for her mom? I can't because then there are other factors of her mom having 12 children. So it could be a time factor. Like I don't have the time, you know, I have to go out there, I have to hustle, I have to do this. So I can't really sit you down and talk about these things. It's hard to say what it was from her mom perspective, but I know from just me and my mom, 
we never had that conversation because I'm pretty sure it was an uncomfortable conversation for her to have. Even now, as an adult, well, my mom, too. my mom, when we have the conversations was when, when actually when my men menstruation okay. came, I, but I already knew what's happening. So when I went to her to tell her that it's here, she was like, "Go shower, da da da," and then be careful how you play with the boys now and then. I'm like, "Oh." And what does that mean? What does that have to do with me boys? Huh? What does that have to do with me And that's the thing. They speak, but they really don't come out fully in what they're saying. And why they're is it so awkward? They're uncomfortable in saying, well, this is what, be careful what playing with the boys is. And unless it's, again, normalized to have these conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Unless these topics are no longer awkward the same things are going to be repeated i remember um my little cousin she was nine at the time in america i don't know what we were watching and something with a doll and she said to me oh by the way um do you know that um i started you know my mentees and i'm like what are you talking about you're nine what does that mean you know because i didn't believe her and when she gave me all the information, I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like really telling me the truth. And I felt, I'm like, I felt awkward. Like, what do I say to this nine-year-old? But thankfully, her mom wasn't of the same society. Her mom is like, I think she's from England or whatever, probably was raised a different way. So her mom had already schooled her. So she was telling me everything she knew. And that mm -hmm. made it comfortable for me. And that's when I realized that, okay, she's nine. It's, it can start at nine. So really, at seven. you have the conversation before then. At so, seven. So. Probably so too. <laughs> no, because the way, the things that are in these food, that just speeds up puberty. It's unbelievable. You, it, okay, you have a child. You, you're, you have a girl, you have a daughter, right? I have a son. No, no, no. Listen, hypothetically, okay. oh, actually speaking, speaking ahead, speaking about the, the to come. Okay. When your daughter is here, what age will you be speaking to your daughter about puberty? Maybe at, at, maybe at five. I think they started early now, though, in school. Yeah, so they started you early. Have, but you have the choice to say yes or no. But probably at five. Right now, if the TV is on and they're seeing all these things, so, I mean, I'm okay with talking about puberty. It's a, it's the body part, you know what I mean? Yeah, anatomy. Know their, their anatomy. They should know what changes occur. I don't think there sh should be such a taboo in talking about that. You know what I mean? There is, I mean, what makes it shameful? There shouldn't be anything that makes it shameful. But society makes it like that. Well, culture. I shouldn't even say society, certain cultures. Now, what would be awkward for me to talk to her about would be sexual relationships. So. For me, that is the easiest for me to talk about. But what age is appropriate, though? I mean, it, it becomes so tricky. What age would be an appropriate the age? Minute that, I mean, a child's sexuality, child sexuality starts from, from birth. They just, okay. They're just not aware. Okay, you see that podcast about Uncle Licked My Cookie? Tell me about it. The little girl, right, she went to school and she told the teacher that uncle licked her cookie. And the way how she told it, you could tell that there's some kind of a uh to it or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So the teacher said, that's okay. It's okay if you're, if, if uncle licks your cookie, then just take another one. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. The teacher, I come to you. If Liam comes to you and said, um, Sian licks his cookie, mm -hmm. you see your face. You're gonna, you're gonna say, 
that's okay. Throw it out or take another one. Actually, no, I wouldn't say that's okay. No. <laughs> you, would say, you would go to CNN and say why, right? Or something. You would go to I, I would tell C Liam to come and show me, like, show me the cookie. What? What is? I want to know. I, I would explore that, though. I would explore that. I wouldn't just say it's okay. Just go take another one. Basically, but the teacher, this is a child coming to school and speaking to the teacher. Remember, there's no grounds where she's she can say show me it or whatever the case may be. Or maybe did you tell your mom? Say a girl, a female child. I would, I would definitely, that would definitely say something to says, me. Says uncle lick my cookie, and you're just saying it's okay. No, the teacher was well aware of what this child was saying. No, listen, innocent child comes to you speaking innocently. You're thinking that's what it is. So, the teacher th thought nothing of nothing of it and said, okay. Let's take another one. This is in your world, UK. The world isn't innocent, though. The teacher had to know there was something more. Which child come to you um, and, and just volunteer information like this? Uncle Lick, when, what was the that context? Thing. Were you guys talking about baking? You're, you're, you grew up in a culture that we put name to everything. And we put codes to everything. For me, that would not pass my head. I would go, what do you mean? I'd go in details. That would not pass my head. Right? Mm -hmm. You and I, we, like... We're already conditioned that way. But anywho, two weeks down the line, the mother was speaking to the teacher about a rash on the child's cookie. Mm -hmm. Ding, ding. That's when the teacher realized that, oh my goodness, the cookie that the daughter was speaking about is her is vagina. This like a hypothetical situation. Why this, is a true, this is true. This is true. Why would the true, mother true. be telling the teacher that there is a rash on her child's cookie? Like what conversations are they having in PTA? I don't know, okay. but this is this is what was this is the information. This brings up a whole lot of things. Why do we feel it necessary not to give the proper anatomy name to anatomy? I think it has a lot to do with. Um, I'm okay if you want to say cookie or you want to say the right name, depending on the age of the child. Let's say I had a daughter; she's five, and she's calling it cookie. I'm fine with that because the child is not time, just gonna. The child is not just gonna call it cookie. The, the child gets the name from whoever is giving them the name. These children yeah, are learning; they don't just things, make up. Huh? I think a lot of these things. Um, if it's readiness too. Um, not it, yes, it's okay to it's okay to expose your children to things, but at the same time. We also have to know that some things are sensitive and you have to move based on their readiness. You know Nikki, what I mean? I'm, maybe she's fine. Anatomy, anatomy is not age appropriate. Anatomy is just anatomy. I, this is your eye. This is your nose. Maybe that's what the mom this, calls it, cookie. The mom calls it cookie. And, I, and that's what I'm saying. The mom is in the wrong because her child could be exploited a thousand times over. Or because so that, maybe it's a she doesn't know how to... You said that the mom went to the teacher and said, she has a rash on her cookie. And I'm glad you brought that up when it comes to, to name. I'm at work yesterday and I hear um, one of the, the doctors saying, oh, when he went to assess or to interview the patient, she was saying that she, her poom poom hurts. And he doesn't know what the hell is the poom poom, right? <laughs> and this is what I'm talking about. Like, you have poom poom banana punash. BJ, but that's another term. It's not the right term, but it's still a cool right. term, right? Yeah. So she, to this woman, she's telling him what's going on with her, and I had to translate and say, "Well, this is what the poom poom is," and then he understood. You know, and he's like, in all my years 
of being a doctor, I've never heard this term before. So maybe there is something within where that's what the mom calls it. Cookie? Nikki, cookie? No. I, I, I could have accepted anything else, but cookie? No. Well, the mom, you said the mom went to the teacher and said she has a rash on her cookie. So obviously, the, the mom, mom is in. I am blaming. I am blaming the mom. And then what do I eat when I'm eating cookie? What's that called? Cookie. So cookie is the same thing as cookie. Like you call things different things. You know that another children. Term. You're like, we're messing up the children's uh, rationality and ways of referencing things. When I was going to high school, right? The term for the penis that they would use would be meat. <laughs> Right. Okay. It's the same thing as cookie. And you use this term? No, I, I like to use appropriate terms. But what I hear a girl and say this is, and this mean, is what I'm saying. This I know what, what she's I'm talking saying. about, right? Rolling my eyes, like yeah. I do agree that people need to we need to use the right terms for things, but I also think that we have to consider education what is no know? but what is wrong with saying vagina this is the vagina this is the penis what is wrong and with that is wrong with that but maybe for the mom the mom doesn't even know that's actually maybe the proper name for using cookie and this is our society go around and cover up things that goes straight back into the old awkwardness of things it starts mm -hmm. with a covering up secrecy or hiding cookie 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 this just goes to show that just give the child the name that the name is and stop going around corners mm -hmm. that one is a uh, mm -mm, right. no but wait did you notice that we actually did a full show in our introduction and that's what the show is pretty much about just talking about these types of situations people are uncomfortable talking about for a lot of these more popular topics we are going to have guests to come and weigh in especially people who are on the front line with these things you know come and defend their stands you know or, and not even defend because defending seems as though it's something wrong but talk about why they do what they do why it's acceptable to them and a means of enlightenment for us to see another side of the coin as well right because what when we don't know something we come off as so judgmental and we stigmatize and, and that's not what we're trying to in do. a sense we're not normalizing or making it seem like these things depending on what things are are okay or are bad but we're making the discussion about it to be normal so we're de-awkwardizing and that's my word right there i should patent it yes free to talk about there's no sense of i gotta hold this in within me and keep it bottled up which then creates a lot of issues down the line because Suppression of thoughts, fear, and trauma leads to depression, oppression, and a lot of mental and autoimmune ailments. Right. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what leads ahead. And I know that our guests will be pleased. I do want to point out that um, we are open to suggestions, I guess. Is, yes. So, what people want to talk about as well. But our only caveat is that it, it needs to be something that is that even among us we're uncomfortable. That makes us cringe about. even talking right. about it. Yes, uncomfortable. It's be a lot of laughter, a lot of seriousness <laughs> too. It's gonna be a good a good show. So, until next time, again, you are tuned into unbelievably awkward with, with your, your host Nikki and Ellie, where, where we air it. it.